welcome back to the Doom Doom Bit Podcast. <laughs> it's been two weeks since my last transmission. Hope none of you thought I was a goner. Uh, I did get the first round of the vaccine and felt fine, guys. I got the Moderna. Um, <laughs> it was right before. I may have said this on the last one. Like, if you gave me the choice, I probably would have taken the Johnson and Johnson. But they uh, they have since been uh, defunct, defunct, debunked, defunct. Um, they may come back. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. I think out of the couple million they had given, um, like six people got sick, but two people died. So that's worth taking a look at. Um, you know, check it out. So, but they've discontinued Johnson and Johnson. So I'm glad I don't have to go through that whole rigmarole. Uh, got the Moderna and aside from a slightly sore arm for about a day, I felt fine. And now they say that I'm like 80% of the way there, which is good. Because I'm going to have to travel these next two weekends going to Detroit. So if you're near Detroit, Michigan, I'm at uh, One Night Stands Comedy Club April 22nd through 24th. So get tickets to that. And by the way, if you see I'm coming near you, get the tickets right away. Because I've been boned a couple of times this year. Just I, I've been bumped by celebrities or minor celebrities because the club looks at them as an automatic draw. They say, okay, this person's coming in, so we know we can sell at least this many tickets. But right now we have Nick Hoff in there, which who knows? Like some places I sell out, and then some places, you know, I've never done really poorly. At least not in the last uh, several years. I think uh, a couple of years ago at Louisville, I had some shows that were just brutal. <laughs> like, not that the shows weren't fun, but like brutally attended. Like l- low, low attendance. The the Hoff word hadn't gotten out yet, and <laughs> and so um, some clubs don't. They, you know, they don't look at me as an auto. Like I haven't, I don't have that proven track record year after year after year of just selling out. So they, I've gotten bumped a couple of times by these celebrity folks. Um, and I think that if I had had like a third of my tickets sold at that point, like, I mean, it's a couple months out. I think had I had a couple, you know, a third of the tickets sold, they might've said, no, Nick's doing fine. Let's find somewhere else to put this person. Um, but when they look at him, they say, now he's only sold. 10 tickets to each show let's get him let's move him back a little bit and get get this guy in here who sell out um you know it makes that an easier decision and so if you see i'm coming buy them right away i mean if I, if they have to switch me or something comes up i'm sure they're going to refund you so um so do that do that for me i'm going to be in detroit and then i've got a private gig in savannah so i don't really need to tell you that i'm going to be in savannah georgia for like uh, less than 24 hours, which is a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling when you get the offered that like one-off gig because then all of a sudden it becomes about the money, right? It, it becomes like a monetary transaction. I feel like, you know, when I'm doing a club and I've got five shows, you know, there's there's room to grow there. I'm writing that week. I'm spending time in the city. I get to experience it. So there's all this other stuff that goes along with it and you got the five shows. But when you got the one show... It's like, okay, how much does it pay? And because it's like, I'm going to have to spend this much time on an airplane, fly across. It's like, and at that point, it it's kind of crass and I don't like it because now all of a sudden it becomes closer to work 
and less of, uh, you know, the thing that I fell in love with, which is telling people jokes, it feels a little bit like I'm flying across the country to pick up money. (laughs) That's a little bit what it feels like. And rather than looking forward to the one show, I look at it and I go, that's 10 to 11 hours in an airplane, an additional five to six hours in an airport. Like, and I'm not going to be there long enough to do anything. I think I land... I think I land at like three or four in the afternoon, shows at seven, you know, maybe I'll have dinner somewhere and then go to bed because I got to wake up, be at the airport by five to fly back out. And, you know, there's something kind of nice about just those one offs and being able to make, uh, you know, enough money to where that that becomes worth it. But it definitely feels more about the money, which is kind of a gross feeling. I don't like that at all. I always hated, always hated that feeling. Uh, when I, when I knew, like when I was getting paid by the hour, um, because I, everything in my head then was about math. Like anytime I bought something, it was how much, uh, how much in time is this going to cost me? That's all I could think. Like my first job, uh, out the gate, my first real job out of the gate was at Kmart. I was like 16 and got a job at Kmart. So I had a little spending money little pocket cash, little little something to break off if I wanted to go to the movies or something. Um, and uh, so I worked at Kmart, and I think I made like $7.15 an hour. It might have even been less than that. Um, but, you know, you sit there and you go, okay, I'm, I'm making $7.15 an hour. And then you'd get, they give you a half-hour break for lunch or whatever. And there was a little Caesars built into the Kmart right there in the corner of the Hastings, Nebraska Imperial Mall, which is now gone. They've like demolished it. I think they left like one. It may be that Kmart is still standing. They may have saved that for storage or something, (laughs) but they tore down the rest of the building. I had two different jobs at that mall. Um, they're in BB's chicken, but that's a story for another day. Uh, so I made seven fifteen, and they had the, they had the little Caesars. So I'd go over there for lunch. Like if I didn't pick off like a little, uh, can of dinty more beef stew, um, you know, from the shelf, then, then I'd go over to that little Caesars and buy myself a slice of pizza and some breadsticks. And that was like, it was like $3 and 50 cents or something like that for that, that special that they have. And every time I went over there, I was like, you know what? You get you, you clocked out for this half hour. You're not getting paid for this half hour break, okay? And now you're spending a half hour's worth of money. So when we go back to work, Nick, for the next 30 minutes, you're working for Little Caesars, essentially, because you've already spent that money. You've spent a half hour's worth of money, 350 you know, $7 an hour divided by 350 That's half of it. Half hour is going toward that, not to mention the fact that you're already going to have to pay taxes on your earnings. <laughs> so it's more than a half hour. You worked part of that hour for Uncle Sam, and, <laughs> and now you've worked part of it for Little Caesars on your break. And I hated that I would do that math, no matter what I was buying, no matter what I was doing. If I'd go to the movies and it, it was like, it, you know, it cost $7 to go to the movies. Like, man, this cost me an hour of standing at a register at Kmart or wiping down the big bird in the kid clothes section. Like, it was just a horrible feeling. So I love that, you know, I really enjoy what I do for a living. And But, but now, like, these types of gigs, they, they eh, break me down. I don't think... 
I don't think you can get tickets for that show, but I'll let you know uh, on the next episode if if that's open to the public. Because um, I love I do love Savannah. I love the people down there, and the, and the place is beautiful. So if if you can get tickets to that one, I'll let you know. I'll put it on my website, uh, the Detroit show. That's up on my website, nickhoff.com. dot com. And uh, after that, I am going to be uh, with. Larry, the, oh, I got a show in Los Angeles, so if you're here, check out the Freeway Funk Yard. It's this awesome outdoor show that we've been doing and having a lot of fun. Um, and then after that, I'm in Deadwood, South Dakota with Cable Guy on May 14th. And um, then Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. Get those tickets, May 28th, 29th. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to do four shows up there. Love, love that club. And then Chicago, uh, June 24th, 25th, and 26th. I'm at Zany's in Rosemont over there by O'Hare. Uh, make sure you tell some people and get those tickets. Omaha Funny Bone in July. Um, and I'm working out some other shows. Louisville, Kentucky, going back to that club. Uh, you know, building... Building the base there, building a fan base. Okay, last time I went, it was better than the first time. So, don't don't hang me out to dry up there in Louisville. Um, and then doing a new club, Arlington Draft House in Arlington, Virginia. That'll be my first time uh, doing that club. So get those tickets. That's just one day only, July eighteenth. And then I got a bunch of new things coming up. Bunch of exciting announcements. Something I can't uh, talk about just yet because it's not it's not official. But hopefully by the next episode, it will be official. So hang on to your hats. Big Nick Hoff's got some big news um, coming at you. And I'll have my second round of the vaccine by then. Although although because I'm going to Savannah, I have to move it back. I have to move it back. So Big Daddy will not be fully vaccinated when he goes to Savannah. But shortly thereafter, I will be. And, and they say that's the one where, where you get a little sick. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you posted. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to exercise more. I don't know if it was the shot or the fact that summer's around the corner and, you know, there's going to be some opportunities to take off your shirt and good God, if you've seen me over the last, you know, six to eight months, you'd say half, you, the wheels have fallen off. Like you were doing good. I was doing so good at the beginning of January. I was doing great until about like I don't know, until like January 25th, and then I just, I blew it. I was doing push-ups, I was doing squats, I was doing, uh, you know, my planks, and I was going for runs, and then, I don't know, oh, uh, yes I do, I absolutely know, uh, holidays, uh, kids candy holidays, not not the big one, not the big Halloween, but we've had, since then we've had um, Valentine's Day, the kids got a ton of candy for that, and they've had... Um, They've had Easter, ton of candy for that. And whenever that happens, late at night, the kids are asleep. Guess who's rummaging through the, the Snickers and the Skittles? Yes, it is me. So, And I have no self-control. If it's in the house, I'm eating it. Um, so I have to get to the bottom of it, like like finishing off all your shows on a DVR. That's the way I look at it. Like I look at it as a to-do list. Like I have to eat this candy so I can get it out of here. I do not have the willpower to throw it away. Uh, one time, <laughs> one time Sarah threw away the Halloween candy, like halfway through it. And I was so pissed. I was like, who gives you the right to throw away our children's candy? They worked hard going door to door. And here you go. You throw it out in the night. And I'm barking at her like with this hoity toity hot holier than thou uh <laughs> response when really I was just, I, I was just needing my sugar fix there late at night. Uh, so that happened, but since since uh, this last week, I've been 
I've been working hard, and I haven't gone out on a run yet, which I really feel good when I run, because that is painful, and you can feel the lungs burning, and you're like, okay, I needed this. This gets the heart ticking. Um, but I've been I've been getting back into a little bit of shape, trying to not eat after dinner. So I I have dinner, but I don't have that late night snack. Um, so I, I I you know I do my push ups and stuff like that. Everything you can do on the floor. I don't I, I'm not a member of a gym or anything like that. Um, but I have this workout band that you know you've seen them. They're just a band with two handles on each end, and you like step on it, and you can do all these arm workouts, things like that. Um, and I was doing that on my balcony. And um, it's like one of those, you know, balconies out the back and it, it looks over the like parking area and it's got windows all around it. And I always keep those shades up because it lets the light in. And I was doing the I was standing on the standing on the cord and doing these like shoulder shrugs, um, you know, just trying to work out my shoulder muscles like that because it's it's good counter workout to the push up. You do too many push-ups in a row, and my shoulder starts to pop out of socket really easily. Um, so I got to do like these shoulder shrugs with like work out the back muscles or whatever. And I was doing those, and as I was doing it, you know, I was you know working up a sweat a little bit, really getting into it. And then I look over to my right and down in the parking area, and I can see <laughs> one of our older neighbors is just looking up at me in horror. Because the 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 first half of my body is like cut out. She can only see me probably from like from like the nipples up. So she just sees me standing there, and I'm shirtless. By the way, I'm shirtless uh, doing my workout as you do, as you do, and uh, and I'm doing these shoulder shrugs. But she can't see the band in my hand. She can't see anything. So from her point of view, it looks like I'm just standing there naked, like pleasuring myself because i looked at like i made eye contact with her for half a second but then i looked away not thinking much of it i was kind of like what's her problem like why why is she looking at me like that like whatever i live here you knew i lived here and then and then i started like continuing my rotation and the heavy breathing and i was like oh dog god this looks really really bad so now <laughs> now that lady won't talk to me and um and i gotta do uh i gotta close the close the shades or take it somewhere else <laughs> next time i do the old ye old shoulder shrugs uh but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go away for it i'm gonna stick with it i will not i will not be threatened i will not be deterred from getting back into summer shape, which is just mediocre. I just want it to be reasonable, okay? I just don't want to be flipping and flopping out there when I when I take off my shirt at the swimming pool or at the lake. I just don't want to be looked at like a piece of disgusting meat, okay? I want to have people just look and glance away, like nothing to see here. That's what I want. I don't want someone to look at me and say, oh, he looks really good. Uh, <laughs> I just want it to be like... that. That's a normal dude. That's that's all that is over there. That's just a normal looking average guy in his 30s. That's all I want. That's all I need. So I've been uh, getting back into that. It's harder when you get on the road. Uh, but you know, hopefully I can s stick with it. Maybe I find a, my um, my airport routine. You know, find things to lift in the airport. And I don't care if, if people look at me like I'm a weirdo. I'll never see them again, you know. Um... Uh, da, 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 da. uh, I freaking 
trying to figure it out with these kids, man, it's it's really, really, it's it's mind blowing how hard it can be to raise a kid, like and see the type of uh, see the type of progress you want from an emotional and from a growth like a you know mental growth standpoint. Like you know, they say it goes fast and whatever, but when you're in the heat of the moment, it feels like, oh, dude, we've been over this so many times. How do you? How are you not getting? How are you still? like acting out in this way you know you think after about the third time i tell you hey that's not how we should respond to one another um you know and i want to get really specific about it but it's really i feel myself walking that parenting tightrope where you know you're looking at your kid and you're like i can see how i you know with a slight alteration i can tip you one way or the other you know, you, you see the impact that you hopefully will have on their life. Because I could, obvi- you know, I could go hard the other way and push him into being a supervillain. That I, that I have no doubt. I have no doubt that I can, can keep him on the path that he is currently on, and he will be evil. Like, And that's not to say he's evil now. He just hasn't learned how to be good. He hasn't learned how to react when he doesn't get his own way. So i got to teach him, but I can see how it would be super easy to just, like, tip a kid the wrong way. Or, I mean, even if you don't push him that way, just your your lack of caring or your lack of being there would would do that to to a young psyche. Like, I don't understand how we don't have so many evil people in the world, you know, given given the parent it's so easy for a parent to just give up and be like i don't care what you do just do what you want like that's that's the easy way and i find myself wanting to take that way out so many times you know and and we do it we do it with the perfect example is the potty training like it's so much easier just to put them in a diaper than to fight that fight like say no 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 don't don't go in your diaper like let's if you got to go poop let's go poop in the toilet let's do that it's so much easier to say just you know squat over there i'll see you in five minutes i'll wipe your butt like i'm gonna wipe your butt anyway okay so what do i care at least it's like we're not gonna have this mess and this these accidents happen so i can see how it's really really tempting to just take the easy way out and i'm surprised we don't have way more garbage people in the world than we already do and granted there are a lot of garbage people in the world um but i'm just surprised that any of us really turned out you know i i look at i look at my own life and my own upbringing it was like i remember and i could be misremembering but i i remember like being on my own quite a bit like i know when i was you know up till the point when i was five i was probably puppy guarded quite a bit but i remember just like being able to go outside like not asking can i go outside it was just like okay i've got no responsibility here let me just go out i'm gonna ride my bike around or whatever i'm gonna just run to my friend's house like you know i i could have that could have so easily tipped the wrong way but maybe maybe not being a helicopter parent and just like giving a kid the freedom like allows him to like make the right choice he has to then like figure it out for himself. Maybe maybe I am puppy guarding a little too much and I just need to let him make his own mind up and hopefully it'll go the right way. Like if he learns by watching us and he learns from like TV or the radio programs he listens to at night, like maybe maybe some of that'll rub off on him and I don't need to helicopter him quite so much. I don't know, that's that's the scary thing, right? Is that every kid is different. 
Every kid is different. You can do the exact same thing with three different kids, and they'll all turn out different, right? Um, and the other bad thing is you don't know until the <laughs> the product is finished. You know, you don't know until they turn twenty five. And you're like, oh, damn it, I made an asshole. <laughs> or oh look at this kid you, you know he's making world peace happen you know or hey, he's just a general guy that's fine that's fine you know that's a wash that's a push on the blackjack table that's that's we both got 18 and the dealer pounds his fist right there doo, doo, on the felt in front of you and you feel like hey that's a half a win okay at least you didn't take my chips away i feel like if you have a kid and he's you know a productive member of society he's not great He's not great, but he's not he's not doing horrific things in his spare time. I feel like that's you look at that and you go, hey, you know, we did all right. You know, I feel like I would look at Sarah in our later years and be like, hey, you know what? We went three for three in mediocrity, and that's not bad. Okay, we didn't screw this thing up. Like, yeah, we didn't create the the next uh, Da Vinci, but you know, few people did. So you know, what does it matter? At least we didn't uh, add to the detriment of this country. You got to feel bad. You got to feel bad as a parent when your kid's jacked up, right? You kind of like, you probably, I would imagine I would like go through things in my head like, ah, I never should have, never should have spanked him after he dropped that egg or whatever, you know, whatever. You go through those moments in your head like, oh, maybe I should have pulled over and spanked him. Like I didn't spank him enough or I spanked him too much or I, I, I should have let him stay up or maybe I shouldn't have let him watch that PG-13 movie. Like, I, I feel like you'd be second-guessing yourself constantly if your kid grows up to just be an absolute dirtbag. Um, and maybe I'll get the opportunity <laughs> to, like, live that lifestyle. Um, we'll see. That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. You don't know until they're done, until they're fully cooked. You don't know if the steak is overcooked until you cut into it and you go, oh, toots. Look what we did. And that's kind of the adventure of it all, right? And that's, you know, we're all learning. People think they have it figured out. People have written books that think they have it figured out. Here's how to parent. Oh, don't you condescend to me, you turkey. Don't you talk down to me with your little book on this is how to parent. You don't know shit about my kid, okay? You don't know how it is here on the second floor. You don't know what I'm going through, all right? The whole neighborhood thinks I'm... Whacking it in broad daylight. Okay? I don't need you judging me, too. All right? Oh. <laughs> I just think it's so silly when I see those books. Like, they probably have some good stuff in them. But don't assume that just because something worked for yours means it's going to work for everybody's. That's I, I try and keep my mouth shut when, when my friends are going through something. Unless they ask me for advice, I try and keep my mouth shut because I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for your kid. All right. I already have nightmares about going over three with mine. Like I don't need to add yours to the list of like regrets and oh shoulda woulda couldas. Like I don't need I don't need your kid and his rap sheet attached to my resume. Okay. So you do what you do and I'll do what I'll do and hopefully you know somewhere down the line we'll look at each other and go well you know what at least. This is why we retire in Arizona or Florida, right? <laughs> Just to get away from the mess we've created. We're like, ah, oh, we spilled milk here, so we better get somewhere else. <laughs> let's let's leave. Rather than cleaning up the milk and, and doing that whole song and dance, we'll just uh, <laughs> we'll just move away. Speaking of the kids, I had to just let one of them in. They're back from the park. 
So what? You know, we're doing all the right things. Got a good wife that's uh, that's treating them well. So they they should turn out. They should turn out right. Uh, figure at least at least cook a medium. That's that's the thing. Okay, don't overcook them. Don't undercook them so everybody gets sick. Just like all right, this is fine. Just throw a little A one steak sauce on it, and it's it's doable. You know, just <laughs> just gussy them up every once in a while. You're fine. And if not, well, we'll just move away. We'll just move to Florida. That's the whole song and dance. It is funny that as people get old and they retire, they're like, now we're going to live in a warm climate, right? Like when they're working, they're miserable, apparently. Apparently, (laughs) otherwise they wouldn't move away in their latter years. They must just be like, you know what? For six months out of the year, we live in the Midwest and the weather is crap. And we just live with it because this is where we work. This is where we live. Our kids go to school. Here we are. As soon as I retire, I'm going to move away. <laughs> like, and then, like, just move. Move if you don't like it. Like, rather than waiting till retirement, wouldn't you rather just live in a nice climate the whole time? Like, I get it. It's kind of nice to be able to go back and forth. But, like, you could do it the other way, too. You could live for most of the time somewhere and then just head back for a few times. And just, to, you know, come visit the kid on the holidays. They don't have to come visit you. You can go visit them. Um <laughs> I just th- always always thought that was weird that people moved away in retirement. Like, just go live there now. Why? Why? You can get a job. You can get a job down in Orlando. You can get a job in Tampa. Like, or where, where's the place that all the old people go? They always go to the southeast, like just north of what is that? Cabo? No, it's not Cabo. It's um, oh god, what is it? It's uh, Coral Gables. No. It's just that it's that uh, Del Busta Vica uh, from <laughs> Seinfeld is the in Del Boca Vista Del Boca Del Boca, I think that's the name of it. They, they, Boca Raton, Boca Raton. We got there eventually. Everybody that was hitting their their headphones right now and just throwing them across the the way, uh, we got there. Boca Raton, Florida. That's where they, all the old people go, or they go to like Mesa, Arizona. Um, <laughs> just go there now. Just if you're listening and you're miserable in the cold, you know, it's April. If it just snowed where you are and you're like, you know what? I could be I could be this accountant anywhere. Let's pack up the family. Who cares? They'll make the kids will make new friends. You don't need to worry about them, okay? Kids are resilient, they're gonna be fine. You know what? Here I am giving you advice on how to screw up your kid. Never mind. Don't you know, do what you want, you guys. Do what you want. Don't listen to me. I don't want your uh kids uh <laughs> kids to be responsible because of something I said flippantly on a toward the end of my podcast here in the middle of April. You know, I you got to excuse me, you guys. I've had a round of the vaccine. I'm not thinking clearly. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, I, I'm sorry I didn't get uh, one of these out there sooner if some of you were worried about me, but I've got big things in the works. A big summer tour is coming, so check my calendar, please, out at nickhoff.com. Uh, buy those tickets. I usually have links for tickets up there on my uh, on the tour section of my website. So get those tickets now. Grab a couple friends and, and tell some people, hey, go see this guy. Okay, I, I need I need troops down on the on the ground. I need boots everywhere. Okay, so don't don't everybody go to Florida and Mesa. There's not enough comedy at those places. So stay where you are, and then and then I'll come visit you. Okay, we'll do it that way. You guys live wherever you want to live, and I'll come visit. And we'll work it out that way. Um, uh, I, I already said all my tour dates. Um, if you want some Hofcast merch, I've got that up on my. Um, that's on uh, T Public. So if you just 
type in Hoffcast into T Public, you'll see it. The, the Doom Doom Bit shirts. There's magnets. There's cups. There's uh, laptop covers. There's all that good stuff. So if you want any of that stuff, they have two sales every month, so you can get them for like thirty percent off instead of paying full price. But if you do that, you know uh, you'll be supporting the podcast. Throw a little coin in my pocket, and you can wear it around. You're a very proud supporter of the Doom Doom Bip Nation. And uh, with that, I'll let you guys go. I appreciate you listening each and every time I put one of these bad boys out. And I hope to see you sometime this summer. Take care. Stay alive. Doom, doom, doom.